What's going on, everybody? We're back here on iHealth Radio. It is 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are talking all about the word elite and what that means in the world of sports, of sports rehabilitation. And it's a very important topic. We're not exactly at 7.30, so just in a a few short seconds here, we're going to go live. And here we go live with iHealth Radio. It's the David Meyer Show. I'm your host, David Meyer. We're going live Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, I'm super psyched. If you can't hear the tone of my voice, I'm really pumped up because we have an amazing topic to talk about, and that is what makes an athlete elite. And as we go into this conversation today, it's going to be a greater conversation about the word elite in the performance world, in the entrepreneurial world, in the academic world, in the personal development world. It's a charged word. It's the name of my book, Injured to Elite, which I'll show for the people watching. There's the picture of me, double me. You can't see necessarily because of the the backdrop, but this word elite is a powerful word, and we, we should discuss the etymology of it, where it came from, and how we have grown to think of what an elite athlete really is. So if you want to just chime in and, and send in a question, you can do that on Instagram, Dave M. Meyer. Follow me now, and you could send a message on the live so I can answer that. Or you can just send me a a question for future episodes. We'll integrate more and more questions as we get going here. And so we're talking about what makes an athlete elite. Such a big topic. So much room for different opinions and different ways of thinking about what elite is in 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 the world of sports and professional sports, collegiate sports, youth sports, all of it. So how do we start this off? Easy. We're going to define the word elite through the Webster Dictionary. And we're going to talk about a few of their different definitions, right? Because when we think about the word elite, before I give the official what I found to be the definition, one of the things we've heard, elite used to kind of mean the powerful political few. And this is not a political show. I don't want my producer, Hurricane, to to take me off the show and, and press the red button. This is not a political show. (laughs) This is about sports, healthcare, and personal development, really. Mental performance mindset. So it used to kind of be looked at as this word that had to do with the elite powerful few in politics or in just socioeconomic-wise, the elite few. We, or at least myself, 
I do not believe that to be, or that's not how I view elite. Certainly, if I'm going to put that on the front of my, the front cover of my first book I published, Injured to Elite, you can check it out on Amazon. You better believe that's not how I view elite, especially when we talk about athletes. I don't think elite is the Tom Brady contract. I think elite is the process Tom Brady has. So language is interesting. I, I always find it fascinating with language in terms of how we really can disagree so much based on a word and what that might mean, yet so many different kind of subjective views of it. So Webster D Dictionary, the best of a class, the socially superior part of society, interesting. A group of persons who, by virtue of position or education, exercise much power or influence. Members of the ruling elite. Okay. So, best of a class. I can I can give that. I can give that some credit. I like that. The best athlete, the Michael Jordans, the Tiger Woods, the Wayne Gretzky's, the Mike Trout's. I get that part being elite, but then we go into this whole thing of the socially superior part of society. Okay, so what about the athlete that has gone on their own quote-unquote injured to elite journey that nobody knows about? The elite athlete that you never knew was even an athlete. Your neighbor that you see running outside, are they elite? Are you elite? Do you want to be elite? How do you define elite? So I'm going to talk to you about the seven things that I consider to be elite. A little biased, but that's, that's, of course, why it's my show. I get to be a little biased. So we can think of elite health, elite sports performance, elite athlete, elite fitness, right? It's, we can talk today about an elite mentality, elite physical performance. What are those testing numbers, the vertical jump? We think about the NFL with the combine, all these things of what we look to be as elite. And then I'll tell you what maybe I don't think is elite. Let's start by that. Let's talk about what I don't believe to be elite. Now, for those that are just tuning in for the first time, you don't know much about me. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I worked for the St. Louis Cardinals as their minor league rehab and medical coordinator. I worked with a lot of athletes that would be considered quote unquote elite. Some I don't think we're elite. Many were elite. For me, what's not elite? Your contract doesn't make you elite. Might be a byproduct, but that does not make you elite. I'll tell you why. A lot of players that get paid the contract, but they're not doing much for others. They're not really producing on the field. They just got paid the money because maybe they were elite in the past. So the contract does not make you elite. So let's knock that off for me. Money doesn't make you elite. What's next? Well, how big you are. Does that make you elite? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's a big, bad <laughs> mother effer back in the day. Does that make him elite? The governor? I don't know. It could make you elite, but being big and bad doesn't make you elite alone. I mean, he was a professed, he was a self-professed user of steroids. And at that time in the 70s, 
with pumping iron and, and all that coming out, there were plenty of people that didn't have that same access to steroids. So does that now mean those out there that didn't have that access to steroids were, were not elite? Okay. So being the biggest on the field, whether you're a female or a male athlete, doesn't make you elite alone. Being the, the strongest doesn't make you elite. Okay, let's talk about physical performance. We love that NFL combine every year that goes on, right? Or for me, the ball players that threw in the upper 90s, were they elite? Or do they throw really hard? If you don't know where the ball's going, it doesn't matter how hard you throw. You got to kind of hit the glove. Now, there was a player I got to work with named by the, by the name of Daniel Bard. He was on one of my shows on the Injury to Elite podcast. And Daniel Bard was a man that threw in the upper 90s and he lost his ability to control the ball, which is called, we call that the yips. And he had one of the worst cases of the yips. I met him in the Cardinals organization. I was just helping out with a few things here and there for his recovery. And he goes on this journey of being at the top of his game with the Red Sox to not being able to hit the catcher's glove. Crazy. He was elite. Now he's no longer elite by some definitions. Or because he threw 98 miles an hour and he couldn't hit the catcher's glove, maybe some people still consider him elite. He didn't have a major league contract. Does that make him elite or not? For me, he was elite. I'll tell you why. And we're going to go into those seven things. Use him as a use case. Daniel Bard, Boston Red Sox, now with the Rockies, making his comeback. Was he, never, was he ever not elite? We'll use him as an example. So for me, it's not the statistics. It's not whether you threw 98 miles an hour. It's not if you were throwing to the catcher's glove or if you were throwing to the stance, like Daniel Bard has done. Okay? It's not those things. So it's not your physical performance alone. Okay, is it your mentality? Is it having the best rituals? Is it waking up every day and making your bed? Nope, I don't think that's elite. It's nice. Your significant, your significant other probably appreciates it. Not elite in and of itself. So what is elite? There's seven things. I like the number seven. It's one of my favorite ones. So let's go into what those seven are. The first one we're going to talk about is purpose. Why do you play the game? Why is the athlete out there to begin with? What's the purpose? To throw really hard. Okay. Well, I'm going to rate the, their purpose. Just to throw really hard, that's pretty external results-focused. I'm not sure if I know personally or I agree personally that that really is a, a true higher purpose or self-actualized sense of higher purpose. For me, a purpose goes into actually the second thing that I consider elite. But first is having purpose. There's a lot of athletes out there that are just there because they were really good when they were four or five years old. I was on this podcast, 40 Athletes with... Jim and Jason, Jason Holzer, Jim Huber, great show. And we talked about this a little bit. We talked about athletes, they start really young and then they're, they're really good and their whole identity is built around being really good. Their elite athlete identity. 
comes at four or five. They don't even really get to hone in on the other elements of their identity, right? So if you don't have a holistic, full identity, how can you be elite? So just throwing really hard in life or scoring touchdowns in life, I don't think that makes you elite. Just makes you somebody that scored a lot of touchdowns. So having purpose, maybe that purpose is just trying to represent your family to the best of your abilities, to make it out of the town you grew up in, to prove people wrong. These are more of a sense of purpose. However, alone, alone, this doesn't make you elite. Number two, service, service to others. With that purpose, I believe there should be an element of service to others. So you're an athlete and perhaps your purpose is to represent your family and to serve your family in, in the sense of maybe financially helping to provide for them, making them proud, helping them have a better experience in this world by being excited instead of maybe living in a monotonous kind of existence of you know, not seeing a lot of success in the rest of their family, putting smiles on their faces, inspiring their younger siblings. That is a sense of higher purpose, a, a, a sense of service with your purpose to others. I think the more we serve in a greater, more profound way, the more elite. Sliding scale for me, like I charge my clients. <laughs> this slides. It's not, it's not binary. So purpose and service. I think we have to talk about those first. So let's put, to, put away the contract, put away the hole-in-one. I don't care what you did, Tiger, on, on, on hole five. What's, and this is not a shot at Tiger. I'm just making an example here. What is Tiger's purpose? What is his service to others? We can't say that Tiger Woods doesn't have some service to others, even if we don't know what it is. That's inspiring seeing what he did. I used to think it was really cool. It served me because it inspired me to play golf a little bit when I was growing up in the 90s and my dad couldn't really hit a golf ball that well. I could watch Tiger do it. He was emotional about it. He was excited. I thought that was pretty cool. So for me, elite athlete, elite baseball player, all these things, purpose and service. Okay. Let's talk about the next one that's a little more obscure. So we're going to take a little bit of a 90-degree turn. I talk about open-minded skepticism in my book, Injured to Elite. Now, remember, this is not a topic that's supposed to apply just to an elite athlete because we're, we we're talking about the word elite in general, some of the connotations it had in earlier times with power and money, how that's, how that's been taken now to the sports world, and it means just bigger faster, more money, more social media followers. We've taken that out of context. So I'm, I'm bringing it into the context of how I view elite and people going on their own injured to elite stories, whether it's a physical injury, you were learning disabled and now you're becoming a doctor like myself. That was me. I did that. So open-minded skepticism. I talk about this in my book, Injured to Elite, in the chapter where I discuss how to have better communication with professionals. This chapter was really important to me because I feel like 
so many patients don't know how to communicate effectively to get more out of their interactions with their doctor. They're so nervous, like, oh, this is the elite doctor that comes in. I'm not elite. Doctor's elite. I better not ask too many questions. Well, make sure you go in there and you realize that you're the elite one. You're going on your injured to elite story. The way to do that, open-minded skepticism. Elite athletes are open-minded skeptics. Why? They don't blindly follow workout programs. They don't blindly follow coaches' advice. However, and that's, that's the skeptical side. The open-minded side, they're receptive to ideas. They're creative. They're outside-the-box thinkers. They try new training modalities and regimens, but they're skeptical about it. They know how to give things a shot without going all in right away unless they really believe it to, to be the thing. So open-minded skepticism. I think this is such a powerful tool. If you're working on building your career, be an open-minded skeptic. Be open to new ways of treating your patients or working with clients, but be skeptical of what you learn. And skeptical doesn't mean be negative. It just means question it. It's healthy. So elite, for me, means being an open-minded skeptic. I'm not just going on Instagram and following any old workout regimen because the male or female that I'm watching doing an exercise is an amazing beach board abs shape. Not elite. Mm -mm. That's eyewash, as we say in baseball. All right, so purpose, service, open-minded skepticism. Those, those are three out of the seven. Elite athlete performance, right? Patience. Think about this for a second. When does an elite athlete, quote-unquote elite athlete, start training? Maybe the age of four or five. When is the youngest these athletes will usually become professional? Okay, well, let's just use the, the, the number 18. Think about how long that was. You're talking about 12 to 15 years. My math is not elite. I don't know if that's right. But 12 to 15 years of going from their whatever state to elite. Maybe they're not injured, but they're going to elite. 12 to 15 years. Now, maybe you're a recreational athlete, a weekend warrior. Have you been doing it for 12 to 15 years? Have you been building your business for 12 to 15 years? How many athletes actually become elite? at the age of 18. Very few Michael Jordans out there. Most athletes might peak early 20s, professional athletes. So now let's add in, let's add on some years there. And then we get to the point of 15 to 20 years of working on becoming elite. Now in one discipline, in one sport, which I don't know how elite that can be if that's only the thing you do. If, you, if you're only throwing a baseball hard to serve the, that purpose of throwing a baseball hard, then is that elite? No. doesn't have a higher sense of purpose or service. So they're just throwing a, a, a baseball really hard. But if they were working on that for 15 to 20 years to represent a greater good, well, that can fuel a long career, first of all. 
Because just doing it for the money, you can't do that forever. So patience. 15 to 20 years to become elite. And then in patience, I, I'm not going to make this as a separate one, but or maybe this goes into each of these, the word belief. And you have all heard me talk a lot about belief. So when we think about being patient, you have to have a crazy belief in yourself. You have to believe in yourself and see it 15 to 20 years before it happened. Happens, whatever tense. How patient are you? If you talk about rehab and you talk about the athletes that do really well versus the ones that don't, I always talk about the two different trajectories. The athletes that rushed back and didn't go through the process where they were empowered with kind of taking ownership and learning more about their body and changing their mindset, shifting their perspective. They didn't become elite after being injured. They didn't go injured to elite. They weren't patient. You need tremendous patience. And I think tremendous patience comes from belief. I think it comes from belief. I think those that are quick to jump back after an injury or quick to, I have to prove something right now, or else that's it, I think they lack a little bit of belief. I think they lack some belief. The athlete that truly embodies patience, whether they're going through an injury or what have you, they are patient because they believe. They don't need to be getting chosen for the team or, or, or be the MVP because they already are because they have that sense of belief. That's how you become patient. Starts in the mind, perspective. All right, so now we're four in. We got purpose, service, open-minded skepticism, and patience. Four out of the seven things that I believe to make somebody elite, whether they're an athlete, a student, a developing professional, a clinician in healthcare, an entrepreneur, this is how I define elite. Enough of that nonsense back in the day of the powerful few or enough of the current times of the richest athlete. Ugh, aren't you all sick of that by now? I am. So, the next one. Becoming one with our shadow. This is my favorite one. Becoming one with our shadow. You all hear me talk a lot about the shadow. What is it? Okay, Car a guy by the name of Carl Jung, a little bit of a famous psychologist up there with Freud. Carl Jung talked about the sense of self, inner self, the shadow. Book I was, I've read a few times now, titled The Tools by Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. They talk about these different tools that tap into higher forces. I've mentioned this on my podcast, on iHealth Radio already. It, it deserves being mentioned again. And the shadow that Carl Jung talks about is that inner child that we shun away, that we grow to suppress, and then we have performance anxiety, addiction, bad relationships, fear, because we push little Dave. Yes, that's me, little Dave. Still little Dave. I stopped growing at five foot five and a half. That half means everything to me. 
we suppress little Dave. And then as an adult, we can't fully express ourselves. We can't be elite because we never become friends or one with our inner shadow. This is the key. This is the absolute key for whatever field you're in, whatever sport you're in, whatever injury you have. All of the drivers, I believe, that Carl Jung, Dr. Jung talked about in our subconscious and in our inner self, our inner child, when we, press, when we suppress that, especially when we're injured or we're trying to achieve high levels of performance as an athlete, if we never become one with that little Dave that was out there not being selected for his team, and he still has that sense of hurt, and he still is fearful that he, he, he doesn't believe in himself, he's never going to go from injured to elite. So I believe one of the seven things of being elite is becoming one with our shadow. Becoming one with our shadow. How do we do that? We visualize who that is, first of all. That little, that for me, it's that little guy, young, skinny, scrawny, short, learning disabled. And we become, we put our arm around him. We say, Dave, little Dave, it's okay, man. We're good. We're okay now. And then we face whatever's ahead. We express ourselves fully because until we're able to integrate that, there's something inside of us missing. We're always making decisions that are not supporting us as a whole. Our behaviors are reflected in it. We're not patient. We have a lack of belief. We can't find our purpose. So becoming one with our shadow. That's, I believe, five. Six, breaking through fear. Those who are elite break through fear. They're not, it's not that they don't have fear. They break through it. They move forward through it. They leverage the use of it. I think the way it's described sometimes is like the deer blood. When you, when you taste or you, you sense that, you just kick into gear. Eye of the tiger. These moments, these points of no return. I'm about to start singing the final countdown right now on, on, from the Rocky soundtrack. That for me is breaking through fear. It's my mother who was deathly afraid of flying and flying all across the world to Russia, South America. She's probably been to Antarctica. <laughs> That's breaking through fear. She's still fearful of flying, by the way, but she broke through it. Athletes that are elite, they break through those things. The fear of embarrassment, Daniel Bard. The person I started mentioning at the beginning of this show couldn't throw a strike, was at the top of his game, and he told me straight up, Dave, the most embarrassing feeling ever, not being able to hit the glove because he developed the yips. He broke through that. He's back in the show. Fear no longer holds him back. However, does he ever feel some sense of fear? I think so. But, you know, it, it, this comes back to that word tension. I love the word tension because when we feel tension, it could be negative or positive, that polarity feel to it, right? And I like how tension and attention, where we put our attention, we could feel tension. 
So if we take that tension and we place the attention in a different manner from a, a place of fear, not enough, bad things are going to happen to excitement, to happiness, we can leverage that we could be elite, injured to elite, being able to break through fear, fear of re-injury. One of the number one things that I have to help people with, regaining confidence and the fear of re-injury. It's not easy. That's why you can go from injured to elite, though, in all domains of your life and let it carry over and manifest into the other elements. You breaking through this perspective you had, this fear you had, this mindset you've developed, the rituals you developed, you don't think that's going to help you in your relationships? It's not going to help you in your career? It better. If it doesn't, that's not elite. So breaking through fear is number six. And because I told you I'm not an elite math person, I counted wrong. And number seven, conveniently, is the one that I missed, belief. See, my inner shadow, learning disabled, wasn't great at math. Belief is number seven. Belief. Let's say we're on our own journey back to health. If we're on that journey and we don't believe that we can achieve that state of health, even if we're healthy physiologically, how can we ever be of perfect health? We can't. If we don't believe we could be elite as an athlete, how can we ever be elite even if the physical performance is there to show elite? Because it doesn't show elite. Can't show elite. Physical performance for me is not elite. Daniel Bard, he had a belief. He couldn't have gone on his journey of still trying to play for seven years. Seven years since being in the big leagues, making it back. He never lost his belief. Maybe it was squandered. It was a small sense of belief for a while, but he never lost it. He was there. The results followed, the physical performance, the contract will follow, but alone those things are not elite. We have to get away from this idea that was developed in the 1800s or whenever it was, 1700s, of the elite powerful few. It's not elite. I'm saying it first on iHealth Radio, Injured to Elite Podcast. It's not elite. Money you make is not elite. Stop acting like it. What's elite? Seven things for me. Purpose, service, open-minded skepticism, patience, becoming one with our shadow, breaking through fear, and belief. Those are the seven things to be elite. The physical performance follows this. The contract and the money follow this. The fans follow this. Period, paragraph. When are more people going to start seeing it this way? We have to start sharing. I am so excited because I, you take this to me. Injured to elite. Well, I found my purpose. I want to spread this. I want to help empower people. I have to serve others with this, whether it's through a book, a podcast, a radio show digital course, a webinar. I have to change the, I have to 
help be a spark and be behind this to change the way we view elite performance, elite athletes, elite rehab. I have to be open-minded to new techniques. Can't keep doing things the same way. I have to be skeptical. I can't just jump to a conclusion of this is going to be the only way to do it. I have to be creative. So I have to be an open-minded skeptic. I have to be open-minded, creative, but at the same time, I have to be tactful, strategic. I'm looking forward to it. I have to be patient. I am patient. I'm not looking for myself to see a million followers right now. I feel it. This is part of it. Becoming one with my shadow every day. Every day I'm trying to do that. I, I am doing that. John Denny, my mentor, will, will I feel myself get my hand, my wrist getting slapped if I we put the affirmation in there. For those that didn't hear last week's show, we had John Denny come on. So part of it, right, is affirming that. Affirming your patience. You're patient because you have your belief. So that's another one. I have to believe in this. If I don't believe in this, change it up. Go back to the PT clinic, Dave. Go mobilize some ankles. I believe in this. This is what I see as my work. So I have to believe in it every day, and I do. And that's going to make me elite. Makes me elite. Breaking through fear. I was shy. I'm, I was terrified of what others would think. I don't sound smart. I shouldn't be a doctor. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. Got to break through it. Don't worry about being crit criticized. Criticism is part of the process. So these are just parts of how I view going from quote unquote injured to elite. If you want to get the book injured to elite on Amazon, would love it for you to read. If you're not in a financial position during these hard times to be able to afford, the book is $24.99. However, you can get the first section for free at www.injuredtoelite.com forward slash listen. And when I say the first session, it's section, excuse me, it's the first third of the book. It's quite a big section and it's the most important section because it's all about the mind, which I think is the most important. It can apply to anything. Of course, for athletes that are injured, definitely big part of it. So check it out. We go live every Tuesday and Thursday, Tuesdays at 7th, I'm sorry, Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. iHealth Radio, download the app, iHealth Radio on your Google Play Store, your Apple Store. It's an awesome app. Hurricane has created a great channel, the iHealthChannel.com, iHealthRadioUSA.com. Follow, follow me on Instagram. For those that are following me right now, now on Instagram, what's up, my people? Thank you. Loved having you come on. Dave M. Meyer, D-A-V-E-M-M-E-Y-E-R. We're going to be doing this a lot. We're going to make all of this elite. Not in the old sense of the way we thought of elite, powerful few. It's nonsense. Elite is purpose, service, open-minded skepticism, patience, becoming one with our shadow, breaking through fear, and belief. Those are the seven things to be elite. Not your physical performance, not your vertical jump, not your, your zero to 60 time in your car, not your 
40-yard dash time. Those are cool things, but they're not, for me, elite. This is my definition. So what does it look like for you? What does elite look like for you? How do you, how do all of you out there view elite? If anybody on Instagram wants to chime in, you're more than welcome to. And if you want to send me an email, Dave Meyer at plperform.com, tell me what elite looks like for you. Perseverance. Maybe that would be an eighth, an eighth part of what I believe it to be. But I guess perseverance is a was really the combination of all of these things for me. Purpose. You need that for perseverance. Service. I think that gives you a greater sense of purpose. So it's part of it. Open-minded skepticism. Well, to make good decisions and all that good stuff to figure out what's right for you. To persevere. You need some level of that. Patience. Oh, I think that's one of the top things for perseverance. Becoming one with our shadow and breaking through fear and belief. All those things lead to perseverance. Elite is perseverance. I think they're synonyms. But I want to know what you think elite is. Happy to answer any questions if they come up. It's been a pleasure to go live with you. We're 36 minutes into the, the show. And check out Daniel Bard's story. If you want injured to elite, injured in every sense of the word, physically, mentally, emotionally. Check out the podcast episode, Injured to Elite Podcast, Apple, Spotify, podcast.injuredtoelite.com. You can check it out. Look for the Daniel Bard episode. Unbelievable story. Okay. I'm going to end it with something I heard today on one of the Spotify channels that I really love wake up, listen to it every day. And it's a really, really powerful line by our man, Denzel, Denzel Washington. I don't know what movie it was in, but he says, dreams without goals are just dreams. Daily goals, life goals, monthly goals, minute by minute goals. Dreams without goals are just dreams. And what's in between goals and achievement is discipline and consistency. Between goals and achievement is discipline and consistency. Shout out to our man, Denzel. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm fired up. It's 8.07 p.m. here on the Eastern the Eastern Seaboard. And I don't know, I, I think I might go for another run, skip dinner, eventually eat dinner, drive my fiance a little nuts. Olya, thank you for, for cooking dinner. Looking forward to having some of that right now. I'll get tired at some point. Dreams without goals are just dreams. All right. Y'all got some work to do. We're all going on a journey from injured to elite. It's a continual process, sliding scale. Everybody, it's been a pleasure. We go live on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are on iHealthRadioUSA.com, the iHealthChannel.com. Go to the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and type in iHealthRadio. 
You'll also be able to check this out if you subscribe to the Injured to Elite podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Dave M. Meyer. It's been a pleasure. Let's all stay elite in the new sense of the word. Love all of you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.